First, let me just say how good it is to have the doors of the church open again without pre-registration. Can somebody say amen to that? <laughs> and secondly, I was coming in from outside and there was like this flood of students here coming, entering the back doors of the church. It is so good to have all of these students here this morning. Am I right? Can we welcome them? Great to have you here. We hope that you find this place, not only the university, but Duke Chapel, to be a spiritual refuge and a spiritual strength as you begin your time here at Duke. And lastly, I don't know if you caught the announcement earlier, but free lunch outside after the service, okay, for students. And next week, we have a surprise for everyone, but more to come about that. Loco pops, if you know what that is. Let us pray. Christ, you are our all in all. Come and be everything to us in this moment. We need a word from you. In Christ's name, amen. If I place the book of Ephesians right in our current context, I'd have to use the phrase, the struggle is real. And by that I don't mean my Wi-Fi is slow or I have a 9 a.m. class tomorrow morning or I can't find my matching socks. I mean what Ephesians says. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Classes haven't even started yet, and I'm already talking about struggle? It's too early on a Sunday morning to talk about struggles, but I can't help it with all of the military images and language pertaining to the ancient Roman soldiers, the armor, the belt, the breastplate, the shoes for your feet, a shield, a helmet, sword. The struggle is real. And the struggle in this biblical text is a wrestler or soldier's close quarter grappling as an image for the spiritual life. My recently retired colleague, Professor Chuck Campbell, would say that the context of preaching, and let me expand that, the context of the Christian life is the activity of the principalities and powers. And these powers are legion, rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces in heavenly places, heavenly yet manifesting earthly spiritual yet also material. The struggle is real. There's some serious grappling going on these days. Just take a look at Afghanistan, Haiti, and right here in, in the U.S. with all of our squabbles and tensions over the pandemic, the struggle is real. But keep in mind that our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh. That is, it's not against each other. 
This is where we often go astray because we see each other as the enemy. People may be pawns of the powers for sure, but faces will change and yet the same evil will still exist. It's like the faces of Carolina's basketball team. They change, but they still lose to Duke. Some things never change. The struggle continues. Our roommates and professors and colleagues are not our enemies. The enemy is evil itself. And the powers that seek to oppress and depress and divide and pull our lives apart. Ephesians reminds us that the struggle is real and a part of the life of faith. I wish I could have named this sermon five easy ways to get through a struggle to a life of bliss. I'm sure it would be a New York Times bestseller. As if it was that simple to just check the box five times and avoid all the mess. There are no quick fixes to dealing with suffering and evil. There's no certificate you can receive from an online class so you can graduate beyond the powers and never have to engage them. I I wish it were that easy for us, but it's not. Theologian Marva Dawn, many years ago, was teaching about this old hymn, Onward Christian Soldiers. And she said that following Jesus by praying for our enemies, turning the other cheek, forgiving endlessly, and so on, is in many respects to live embattled. If Christ had to endure a cross, we will surely endure a struggle. And notice... It's all of us. Notice that it is our struggle, communal. It's not just my struggle. We're all in this together as the people of God. We we can't close our bedroom door, shut off the lights, jump into bed, pull the covers over our head and suck on a lollipop and practice mindfulness, hoping the battles and wrestling in this world would just disappear. In the face of struggle, We might just want to fold or flee or fight, but none of these are the responses in Ephesians. In Ephesians, there are two words that tell us how to respond in the midst of struggle. Stand and pray. These are actually two great words of advice as you begin a new academic year. Stand and pray. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand therefore. One gospel singer put it this way, after you've done all you can, you just stand. When all the powers that be in and are making a lot of noise, and chaos is is flooding all of the media outlets. You just stand. It doesn't encourage us to attack or maim. To stand is not a sign of weakness amid a storm. It actually reveals spiritual strength and stamina in the face of struggle. Jesus didn't choose the means of the domination system, Chuck Campbell writes. He didn't choose coercion. 
He didn't choose weapons or war. He didn't choose violence. From the temptation to the cross, the only sword Jesus wielded was the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And this word is propelled through prayer. That's the second key word here. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. Pray also for me so that when I speak, a message may be given to me. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. Stand and pray. I mean, there are those I know who would think prayer is useless, especially when they hear stories like when a, a missionary was walking in a jungle and he heard the ominous noise of a lion behind him. And that missionary began to pray, O oh Lord, grant in thy goodness that the lion behind me is a good Christian lion. And then in the silence that followed, the missionary heard the lion praying too, O oh Lord, I thank thee for the food which I'm about to receive. I mean, there are those who will say, you can't just pray. Like when people critique others who say after a crisis of some kind, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I mean, on one level, I understand the critique. The missionary needed to do something like run away or run while play, praying. But on the other hand, as our scripture today reveals for our struggle, and as one person has noted, prayer is not a substitute for action. It is an action for which there is no substitute. In prayer, we wield words to work for others. The emphasis in Ephesians is on supplications. Did you catch it? It's prayers for other people, not us, even while we struggle. In prayer, we don't turn to our own navels, but as we stand in the struggle, prayer also turns us to God. And remember, Prayer doesn't change things. God changes things. Yet in the process, prayer changes us. It doesn't change God. Like the character C.S. Lewis said in the movie Shadowlands, I pray because I'm helpless. I mean, there are struggles out of our control, even cosmic ones. So we can't just muscle or think our way out of them. They are beyond our capacity. Even as people of faith, many of whom are successful professionally, and now some have been accepted into this prestigious university because of our pedigrees and our gifts, somehow we may sense that we can do it on our own. But we can't. The challenges ahead, now and in the future, are too great. Our legion. Stand and pray, yes, but the only reason why we can stand is because of God. Put on the whole armor of God so that you might be able to stand. Take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand. It is only because of the armor of God that we are able to stand in the struggle. Otherwise, we would fall. And notice that the armor is defensive and protective. It is not aggressive. 
It surrounds believers. It, it covers us. God surrounds us in the struggle, and it is God's strength and power that will help us endure. Notice that the only offensive weapon is a sword, and even that sword is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Again, it is of God, not of us. God is the resource in our struggles, and there is no provision lacking from God. The truth and righteousness, faith, peace, the Spirit, it's all over that passage. You have everything you need in God for the struggle and for what lies ahead this academic year. The legion powers may be at work in high and low places, but God is right there with us, around us, surrounding us, covering us like baptismal clothes of Christ, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. In fact, earlier in Ephesians we hear, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. During the apartheid in South Africa, the government tried to shut down opposition by canceling a political gathering or rally. And so Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who preached here in the 1980s, I believe, he was there as a, as a leader, and he declared, because of that, that he, instead of a political rally, he would hold a church service instead. And on that particular occasion at St. George's Cathedral in Cape Town, filled with worshipers inside, Outside, the cathedral was surrounded with hundreds of police gathered, which was a show of force intended to intimidate them. And as Tutu was preaching, he, uh, he entered, the, what, as he was preaching, the police entered the cathedral. And, and they were armed and they lined the walls of this cathedral. They took out their notebook to capture exactly what he was saying. But Archbishop Tutu wasn't intimidated. He, he preached against the evils of apartheid and, and declaring it could not endure. And at one particular moment, he addressed the police directly. And he said, you are powerful. You are very powerful. But you are not God's. And I serve a God who cannot be mocked. So since you've already lost, since you've already lost, I invite you today to come and join the winning side. And with that, the congregation bursted out in dance and song 
amid the struggle? What did they know in the face of principalities and powers that we need to be reminded of? That they knew that Christ is the head of the church and rules over every power and every name in high and low places. So do not be afraid. Stand and pray and even sing like the reformer Martin Luther, a mighty fortress is our God. Do you know that hymn? A bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. The Lord of hosts his name from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him, his rage we can endure for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abided still. His kingdom is forever. In other words, as we start this new academic year with everything going on in the world and in our lives, the Powery Cliff Notes version of this message is simply this. God's got this. And God's got you. Thanks be to God, now and forever. Amen.